0: We are so pleased to bring you Jim Gay, who is truly a fitness professional, can truly bring you to the next level, but he's more than that. It's motivation, it's inspiration, it's guidance and strength, and I know that you will enjoy today's podcast. Here we go. Clay Roth, Voice of a Lion, and me and Michelle are here um, with a special guest. We've known him since you've come in the town. But, you know, the reason that we invited um, Jim into the studio today is for this. We are just coming out of a pandemic where it's proof that if you are physically fit, um, you eat right, um, that you are a lot less likely to suffer severe illness. And when severe illness, when a pandemic hits you, um, it's life-saving. And more than just life savings, for those of us that are looking for a positive thing in our life—better in business, better in family—the mental, the the spiritual side of it, just just feeling better, right? don't you think, Michelle?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I think even when I look at you know just changing the way that I eat for a time, that it affects my mental health also.
0: But we didn't just bring somebody in who goes to a gym. Uh, Jim has been an athlete his entire life. His kids have grown up and and have, have them playing college ball, is it?
2: We have uh, currently two playing D1 football and one playing professional baseball. And then the oldest was a high-level college swimmer.
0: Absolutely amazing. Tell us about yourself. Okay. Introduce yourself to the listener, and uh, we'll jump right into this.
2: Okay, awesome. Yeah, so my name is Jim Gay, and I've been in the... Uh, fitness industry for about 30 years, uh, married for that whole time to the same person. <laughs> and, uh, I have four sons. No, I have <laughs> four good. sons that are, I'm just so proud of how they've, they're they're coming out. You know, we're just recently empty nesters, and it's a little freaky, or a lot freaky, and, uh, you know, four Eagle Scouts, right? Four collegiate wow. athletes. that's awesome. You know, all, all going to have degrees. Uh, two of them, I think, have master's now, and one's on his way. In his fifth year of football, he's going to end up with his master's when he's done. So super proud of those guys. You know, love the industry that I'm in. Uh, wouldn't want to do anything else. And what it's really allowed me to do is I've spoken face to face with literally thousands of people who have some stimulus that brought them in to sit across from me and talk about what the challenges are in life, to to make a a commitment to their health and to their fitness. And there's absolutely a pattern. You know, I see so much of the same thing time after mm. time. And I've become basically really good at helping people with Those decisions, the time management, the commitment, you know, uh, just a lot. And I I love it. And people will come up to me now. I mean, I'm not even a personal trainer per se. I'm more on the administrative side right now. But people will come up to me with like tears in their eyes, like thanking me for helping. I'm like, um, we had a conversation, you know. But basically, if it weren't for that conversation, they never would have gotten going and now they've come out the other side, they've made a life change, and it's impacted them in all the ways you're talking about. It's helped them with their, um, how they feel, their mental alertness and acuity, the, you know, if they were depressed, now they're not, Mm -hmm. you know, their self-esteem, confidence, Mm -hmm. the ability to be active uh, for their kids, for their grandkids, whatever that might be, and uh, boy, I Nothing's more rewarding than being in an industry where you can actually say you've helped somebody change their life. So mm-hmm. love it, love it, love it.
0: Yes, you know, I I've been starting to go to the gym with my with my son, and it's amazing to see a difference when he actually goes. Mm-hmm. Um, how his self confidence mm-hmm. goes up, and I don't know anybody who wants to be unhealthy. I, I mm-hmm. don't. I don't know any anyone that doesn't want to be stronger. Right. I don't know anyone who doesn't. Want to wake up in the morning and have energy. And uh yeah, that's let's go down that path. So let's sure. let's say that I'm brand new. Let's okay, I'm um, let's say that I'm not 25 years old where I can go to the gym and recover quickly. Let's right. say that I'm a little bit older, but I haven't been a gym goer. Mm-hmm. Or I was once an athlete and I let myself go. Because I know the hardest thing, even for those of us that have gone to the gym and then we just went through the pandemic and we missed two, three, four, six months. Right. Right it's hard to get started again. Yep. So what would you say to that person?
2: Well, I think you touch on a, a huge point, which is at some level, everybody understands the value of health, right? Mm. They want to be healthy. They want to look good. The challenge is where does that fit in their priorities? Mm. So the number I picked totally made up, right, is you have room in your life for 12 priorities, mm-hmm. right? 12 things, whatever those might be where's fitness? So let's say it's 14. You got room for 12. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's important. But yeah, I got this. I have this. I have that. I have family. I have work. I have whatever that might be. So it ends up not getting the time. So how do you get that 14 into the top 12 where now it's actually going to get attention and there'll be action on that now? Well, sometimes it's the big scare, right? You'll go see your doctor, mm. you're pre-diabetic, maybe you're full-blown diabetic, mm-hmm. you didn't even realize, or um, I call it uh, one of the triple E's, extreme emotional experience. You're, you have a brother or mother or somebody that got cancer from a bad, a unhealthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. something like that. Well, is that enough? I guess it depends on the individual. Mm-hmm. What, what is it? That gets them there. Is it a breakup of a relationship? You know, um, I'm going to get out back out in the market. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. that type of thing. So uh, there's a m- bunch of different reasons, but it has to be something that's going to um, work for the long haul. You know, if you they take kids to the to the morgue to see somebody that's died from smoking mm-hmm. to try to ki- scare kids from not smoking, they're like, oh my gosh, and they'll show them a blackened lung that they had removed, mm-hmm. and the kids get totally freaked out does that cause them to not smoke? Well, maybe for the rest of the day, two days, <laughs> you know, until that fades. So that's not a commitment. That's, that scare tactic doesn't typically work. So it really needs to come from within. That can sometimes be stimulated just with a conversation. Maybe they listen to a podcast, right? Maybe they see a infomercial or they see their friend who is like, oh my gosh, what have you done? And they'll share their story and and, and that'll work too. So It really has to be something you're like, all right, I'm willing to do this. And also, they have to kind of get away from the fact that it's going to be associated with pain, that Mm. it's going to be associated with an unreasonable amount of sacrifice. I'm now going to eat bland, yucky food. I'm going to deprive myself of everything that I like. I'm going to be in physical pain every day from exercise. Mm -hmm. And really, nothing could be further from the truth. And I just wish that I could say, hey, You know, your first day of lifting, you won't be sore the next day. Yeah. You will be sore the next day if you haven't done it or haven't done it in a long time. But the thing is, the second time you won't be sore. So get to that second time. I haven't been physically sore and I don't even know how long. And sometimes I'm just like, maybe I can make myself sore because that means I'm improving. No, it doesn't have to be that way. It's my body is now conditioned for that type of activity. So, um Wow, I could go in a million different directions, yeah. but uh yeah, talking to somebody that hasn't done it, you know, they don't think they have time. That so that's a big one. I don't have time. And that's back to the priority mm-hmm. thing. They they have this full pie and it's like how am I going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Sometimes what ha- what's great is a commitment with a lifting partner. Your son says, "Hey dad, can I go to the gym?" "Whoa. I have Wow, I that's amazing. I know I want to go now or maybe Uh, with a spouse, you know, where you're saying, Hey, let's do this together. So that's going to help with accountability, commitment. It's like, Hey, let's go. Well, I don't really want to go today. Well, I do. So let's go. And then maybe tomorrow it's the other way Mm -hmm. around. And that's going to work out too. Because if you really, if this is just one person, the other person's not there, you want to eat healthy, your spouse doesn't, you want to exercise, your spouse doesn't, that's going to be tough. Yeah, That's going to be tough because it's not going to be the right food on the table. You know, if you're going off exercising, now you have guilt because now mm. you're leaving the spouse with the kids if, if that's the situation. And, uh, you know, you got to
0: have support at the very least if it's not a partnership. You know, you said something, you got to know your why. And, yeah. and I think about that. In the, if in that top 12, right, if your marriage is important to you, I know that marriage is better when I'm healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, my work, if my work is a priority, my work is better because I'm healthy. Um, and you could go down that list. I'm sure that in that top 12, there's a reason that if that's important to you, that you add one extra thing to it. I know that, uh, Michelle has been bringing our daughter, Stella Mm -hmm. to the gym and it makes a difference.
1: Yeah. And even for our relationship to go and hang out and and, uh, honestly, we don't chat that much at the gym. We listen to podcasts and then we talk about the podcast on the way home what we listen to so for us and and you know she's 12 going to be 13 next week and i noticed that she's excited she really enjoys going and then i noticed that she's eating better and she's going hey since i'm going to the gym i should be you know i should be eating better and you know as you're as you're describing the you know the the list, the priorities, all of that. I'm I'm a real practical thinker, so for me, I always want to like capture someone that is saying, okay, what have you done? So for me, I I really just want to tell the listeners, sit down, create your list, create your twelve. What are the twelve most important things to you right now? Because truly, if what you're saying is the truth, which is the gym improves all of these things. The gym is going to improve all 12 of those priorities, really and truly. You know, if we're looking at our marriage, our kids, our, you know, our family, our job, I'm if you're not sleeping, I know for me, when I'm at the gym regularly, I sleep so good. And that's something that I must have. I go to bed literally at 8 o'clock and wake up at 4.30 every day. So I, if I get to the gym, I, my day is great. I don't need a nap in the middle of the day. I have so much energy and I and it sets my day for how I'm going to eat. Like, I'm gonna come home, I'm gonna have my shake. I'm gonna so so if I don't go to the gym, I'm like, oh wait, I'm off routine. So there's that routine also that goes into our list of twelve. For me, I'm very routine oriented. So, you know, look at the gym is improving yeah. all of the things on that list. Well, it's,
2: you know, I mean, one of the things that people talk about is I don't have the energy to work out. I mean, that's kind of hilarious when you yeah. think about it because it's the working out that creates the energy. Right. I realize that's counterintuitive mm. because you're expending energy. But it actually creates more. Mm. <clears throat> you talk about the value of a routine. That has to happen, right? I mean, when's the last time you thought about brushing your teeth? <laughs> you just do it, right? You, it, there was a time where I wasn't flossing, and then I had two fillings like between the teeth. Mm. I hate, 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 hate getting my teeth drilled. I haven't missed flossing <laughs> Since that day, right? Because I so desperately don't want to ever get my teeth drilled Mm -hmm. again. And I haven't had to since I started doing that. But it has to be that kind of automatic. Mm -hmm. My uh, boss at work, she runs seven miles each morning. Now, to her, she gives no thought to it. She doesn't think tonight, oh, am I going to run tomorrow? Mm -hmm. She does it flat out and doesn't miss no matter what, Mm -hmm. even if she's got a cold or whatever. If I had to start running seven miles starting tomorrow oh my gosh right? right I'd be anxious about it I'd be like oh I'd be I'd be sore I probably wouldn't even be able to do it to be honest but eventually I'd get there if that was a goal of mine too because mm-hmm. again what's this we call it super why what what's the motivation right. see when I talk to somebody saying well my daughter's getting married and we're gonna have pictures and I want to look the very best I can that's an awesome motivation Now, it's not a long-term thing, right? right? Because what happens after the wedding or even during the whole experience Mm -hmm. where you're eating and all that type of thing? And you're like, oh, it's all over. Well, hopefully what has happened during that time is like, for example, your daughter. If somebody Mm -hmm. says, wow, you look great. Oh, wow, what that does Mm -hmm. for them, right? Well, they look great because of the changes that they've made. That's a a real Mm -hmm. feeder into I'm going to do this long-term. And unfortunately, right now, I don't want to... This is a tangent. We could do a whole nother podcast mm-hmm. on this. But there's a culture right now that's out there, which is trying to manipulate your state of mind to accept unhealthy living, mm-hmm. right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, count your blessings, not your calories, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, Ooh. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's got such a positive start. Where did you go with the calories yeah. thing, right? Because, listen, if you're unhealthy... And you're overweight. I mean, I got some stats from being in the business. 60% of the U.S. population does no activity during their day other than what it takes to do to live, mm. right? 60%. Wow. We're now at an all-time high for obesity. Thank you, COVID. Mm-hmm. To now it's 40% of the U.S. population is now obese. Mm-hmm. That's not overweight. That's that's over that limit of BMI of 30% right. or whatever the weight might be. And they're saying, well, this is really bad. And I should not feel bad about myself. So I'm going to create this atmosphere of like, I'm good. Right. You know what? I'm fine. I'm 40 pounds overweight. I'm fine. I'm, I love myself and all that there's positive aspects to that but if you're going to give that person a magic wand and say create the way you want to look you're going to leave it right there nobody's going to do that well and not even just the way you
1: want to look i mean the fact is if you are overweight there it 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 does take a toll once again on your mental health yeah oh yeah it does it it affects your sleep patterns it affects Mm -hmm. um i mean if you're putting junk in your body it's going to affect the way that you you look at yourself you're not going to feel good even about yourself for eating a bunch of junk so count your blessings not your calories <laughs> oh,
2: well, it, it's I'm so, not a huge
1: calorie counter but that what a bad way to look at life in yeah. general just yeah. oh let's just be excessive in what we're doing to our bodies that we only have I mean it's proven one yeah. out of one people just they die <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. That's a that's you a know guarantee. we're gonna die, and right. and how you die determines that. You mm-hmm. know, I I mean f- for me, my father passed away from last year, and he lived a very unhealthy. He was a smoker, a drinker. He died from COPD. He had cancer. I mean, there's all of these things that came simply because of the way that he lived his life, yeah. and it was a difficult life that he lived. And we watched it. We sat and watched that he could not walk. You know anywhere. My dad used to, after he had um, recovered from alcoholism, he started walking how many miles a day on the beach?
0: Like seven, eight miles. Seven,
1: eight miles every morning, five o'clock every morning, he would get up and walk. But still, he was 65, 70 years old. Like at that point, there's, there's no reversal of what had been done all of those years to his body. Right. Smoked since he was eight. My dad smoked since he was eight years old, eight, eight (laughs) and quit when we had our first child, you know? So when you think about just all of those years and what it does to your body, for me, that was watching him live. I'm one of those people that I, I see how someone lives and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) That's, that's a deal, a deal breaker for me. I'm like, yeah, not doing that one. So when, when you look at, Hey, Throw some vegetables in your, in, in, in every meal. Throw change the way that you're eating, and hopefully that will make you go. Oh well, if I'm going to the gym, that could even add to that. And I think it's the mindset that needs to change. Yep. It, it's not about feeling good so much, so much to speak of, you know, mental health, all of those things. But let's start somewhere. Let's start with a salad. <laughs> let's start right. with, and not that salads are the end all to the be all. But I know for us, we started throwing some arugula or whatever into our our eggs in the morning and you know and then we're like hey let's try this and let's do asparagus and then, and then before we knew it by breakfast the end of breakfast we had already eaten you know five different kinds of vegetables and and we're going wow we started our day off really good yeah and you yeah. can prep that if you want to we don't we're kind of fly by the seat of our pants when it comes to to our, our diet so to speak um <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's so much to unpack there, there too, is. right? I mean, when you talk about just the mental part, mm-hmm. what it can do for your brain. Mm-hmm. The number one prescription for depression is exercise. Mm. The number one prescription for declining cognitive uh, abilities is exercise because of what dopamine does. I mean, we can get into the whole biology and the chemical part of it, but basically exercise is going to make your brain healthier. That's right. You're going to sleep better. I mean, you're not going to listen to any podcast about health where you're not going to hear something about sleep. Right. Sleep is so critical. You know, the quality of sleep, the length of sleep, all those types of things. So mental health by itself is enough reason to exercise, let alone other things. When you talk about the D word, right? Mm -hmm. I mean- We need to kind of get rid of that Mm -hmm. because the diet is just, you know, how many can we name? Right. South Beach and Atkins and we could just, grapefruit diet was a thing once. right? Horrible. There's all all kinds of things, (laughs) Right. right? And the whole thing is what we got to talk about is what can we do that's sustainable? Yeah. Right. Sustainability is huge because if you're going to do something that takes some extreme effort, you're not going to be able to do that forever. I mean, Atkins was no carbs, none, that means no fruit. Right? That means no grains or breads of, of any kind ever. What does ever. Do for your
1: brain activity? I mean, I, <laughs> what it
2: does is it tricks your body to burn fat. So then you're like, look what happened. Yeah. And it's like, great. Well, then what? Yeah, Because again, you can't do it for the rest of your life. So if you're going to incorporate something. So the first move that I made, because I had not, I, I just say nutrition. Because yeah. you know diet, mm-hmm. if you say, okay, well, what's the diet of a koala bear? What's the diet of a right. kangaroo at the zoo? The diet is whatever they're eating. Right. So if we, we want to use it that way, I'm on board. Yeah. But otherwise, we got to just talk about what am I eating? What's, what's the nutrition? Mm-hmm. What's the, what am I doing each day? First thing I did, because I watched a, a documentary called Fed Up. It was all about sugar. I'm like, uh-oh. That's a big thing for me, right? Me so the first thing I did is I gave up Coca-Cola. Not easy for me. Yeah. That was, I couldn't believe how much of a, I don't I don't I don't want to say cultural thing, but it, for me, my own culture, right, mm-hmm. is something I did literally every day. Mm-hmm. So I gave that up. And now I can't even drink regular Coke. My treat now is Coke Zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, well, there's artificial, there's things in there that yeah. aren't great, but I'm not doing the worst kind of sugar that you could ever put in your body, and lots of it with mm. a. So that was five years ago. Haven't had a sugar soda since, and I don't miss it. Yeah, you know, if you told me, hey Jim, for you to be healthy, you can never have a donut the rest of your life. Uh, I'm going to have a problem because I love it that much. But mm-hmm. the key is I'm not having a donut every morning. Right. You know, I go to Donut Mart, get that fritter the size of a Frisbee. <laughs> but I'll eat it like once every other month and every bite will be like mm-hmm. just fantastic. But i also tell you what, I feel really weird afterwards. That's right. The, the, the sugar, mm-hmm. I don't even know how much the fat and all of that, I'm like, okay, I'm paying a price for this. That's right. Am I really enjoying it that much? So there's just so much that can be done. We can talk about the mental. We can talk about the, the, the self-esteem, the confidence, uh, the ability to do activities mm-hmm. for longer, you know, yeah. yes, we're all going to die. Great excuse to not exercise, by the way, No, but, it's but you know, the, the, <laughs> length you do it, time, <laughs> the length of time, the length of time you're going to be alive. Mm-hmm. I've heard people say, Oh, I would never want to live to be a hundred. Well, that's because they're (laughs) associating 100 with Uh, I can't walk, I can't think, I don't know my family. Mm -hmm. But I work out with a guy, uh, we work out at the same time, at at the Del Norte location. He's 87. Uh He looks maybe 60. Mm -hmm. He's there every single day. Sharp as a tack, physically strong. And I'm like, why wouldn't you want to be... 87. Right. If you could do everything that he can do, you know, so stop associating. I mean, we're going to right now, the number of people on the planet that are over 100, there's so many of them mm-hmm. now. It used to be a big deal. And now they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. They're going to say within our lifetime, the life expectancy is going to change where within one generation, 110, 120 is not going to be unheard of. And that's going to be because choices that people are making. Yeah. Those opportunities are out there. But those opportunities to eat garbage are Are, all too common. They're all too accessible. It's cheap. It's quick. It's all of that. That's hard. That's Mm -hmm. really, really tough.
0: So, yeah. It's hard to say no. You know, in overall fitness, it isn't gym. It isn't going to the... It is gym. But it's not going to the the gym um, necessarily. We love going to the gym because it offers us so much right there. But a person who's sitting on the couch right now, right, watching listening to the podcast but the truth is you, you could get up and walk a block mm-hmm. yeah. you know it's got to start with that first step yep and there's so many people who don't start yep and then if you can walk one block then you walk two blocks and then the next thing you know you're running a mile or you're walking a mile and right. you know and and it makes such a difference in the world so tell us some stories let's think about this okay. go, go back in in your time mm-hmm. e- either in your Sports career or your gym career—just stories that made a difference in somebody's life. <laughs> Putting them on the spot. By the way, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, there's actually wow. There's so,
2: there's so many of them. Um, oh boy, this might be a, a awkward gap that you'll have to edit out later, Clay. Never. So let's see. Um, you know, I I guess when I've when I've talked to people that have just reached an impasse. You know some oh man, I tell you what, I'm an empath which I can feel what mm-hmm. other people are feeling and I think that's what makes me so effective at what I'm doing here, but I'll talk to people and some people that I I literally just met them mm-hmm. and within a matter of 20 minutes they're crying mm-hmm. and now I'm like, "Oh my gosh, here I go now. I'm going to mm-hmm. be like crying right along with them." But a lot of the times there's trauma, mm-hmm. you know, um one woman I talked to did not own a mirror. Mm. She, she had it removed from her bathroom. Mm. She, she didn't, I'm like, well, how do you comb your hair? Yeah. I, mean, I didn't even yeah. go there. But the whole thing was that she was so unhappy with how she, she looked and felt. And, you know, they're, they're linked, of mm-hmm. course. And um, she knew that she needed to do something about it. Had absolutely no idea. Mm-hmm. And what we did is we started from there. See, that's the key. you got to start where those people are at. Right. I have a very different conversation with somebody that's a former athlete mm-hmm. to somebody that's never done anything mm-hmm. that would be qualified as exercise other than maybe something back in elementary school, and now this woman's like 50, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, you know, that, what is that? You know, they, they didn't want to be in that environment. Maybe they were picked last for dodgeball, and mm-hmm. that didn't help their self-esteem right. either. So if you start with something – you know, maybe it's water aerobics, right? Because mm-hmm. they're so overweight, mm-hmm. the The environment of neutralizing the gravity and water does that mm-hmm. get your limbs moving, and then it, and then progress from there. Um, so the one woman I'm thinking about in particular, you know, f- it was probably over a span of probably three years. Mm-hmm. And she lost 100 pounds. Wow, right? She was v- on the verge of uh, diabetes. And mm-hmm. that's gone. I mean, that's not even a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. She feels great. Mm. You know, she's a personal trainer now.
1: Oh, wow. So
2: this was so impactful in her life. And, and now she understands if she's going to sit across from another, say another woman, who's 100 pounds overweight, Mm -hmm. where they feel this sense of hopelessness, Mm -hmm. and there's nothing I can do. And, you know, now they're just trying to be okay with themselves back Mm -hmm. to what I was talking about before. This woman can really dial in and understand how hard it is at the beginning. Right. But you can be in the best shape of your life at any age. I mean, so I'm 52 now, absolutely best shape that I've ever been uh, across the board. And I played Division One football for Penn State. And I'm in better shape now than I was then. I'm physically stronger now then, which doesn't even really make a whole heck of a lot of a sense. But it's because of the life that I lead, mm. the 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 technology I Realized I hadn't done a squat properly in the first 45 years of those 52. (laughs) And I was like, I'm in the fitness industry. What do you mean? I don't know how to squat. So I'm to the point now where I'm really into the fine tuning Mm. and the splitting of hairs and trying to do something, you know, the 1% better, you know, than I was yesterday and that type of thing. So I'm trying to really not just continue continue with my own journey, Mm. but help other people with that journey too. And when they say, well, you don't understand because you're fit. I'm like, well, I was 280 pounds at one point. That uh, That's hard to be 280 yeah. and be fit. So I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I my goal was to weigh as much as I possibly could, and I ate whatever I could eat. And mm-hmm. if Ben and Jerry's had more calories, I would eat that. <laughs> you know, and now that obviously it doesn't make sense to maintain that kind of mm-hmm. lifestyle. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that woman to me really stands out because – I mean, she was bordering on suicide. Mm. Every aspect of her life was not where she wanted it to be. And she went after the exercise portion and everything started to change, right? She, she, her, her relationships were richer. Her, um, her sleep was better. Mm-hmm. Her energy was better. People were complimenting her. And that fed the whole thing mm-hmm. too, right? We all have egos. We like to hear that type of thing. Um, But it was, it was all of those things. Mm -hmm. And now it's easy for her to eat healthy. It's easy for her to exercise because it's part of that routine. You know, I work out every morning at 7am. If I don't do that, I'm really kind of out of whack. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, oh, I don't have the, I'm not as mentally sharp. Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling the energy. Now I'm chasing it with coffee. Mm -hmm. And Okay, if I need to do that one day or right. something like that. But really the answer is I haven't missed more than a week of exercise since I was 13. And I wouldn't know where I'd be without it. Mm-hmm. And But I still have to be able to relate to people who have never exercised and, and have them think that I can understand mm-hmm. that and the challenges that come with that. And I get tremendous – I mean, I just feel so blessed that I have that opportunity to talk to these people. I mean, I don't know how many people's life I've touched, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It really is because they've told me as much and I could tell. And um, so again, I just I just love it and just want to have the opportunity to talk to people again that maybe they feel l- lost. They f- mm-hmm. don't have direction. They don't feel good about themselves. And absolutely, I know I can help them. And it doesn't have to be associated with pain and sacrifice necessarily you know i eat food that i love
0: just happens to be healthy now right so right and you know you got it you got to put in the work you got to put in the work knowing the diets mm-hmm. and i nutrition. I did use the word diet <laughs> nutrition yeah, yeah, yeah proper nutrition and yeah. you find stuff that you like yeah. mm-hmm. um and then me and michelle have a 10 percent cheat rule this is just us and i'm still losing weight and gaining strength yeah and and i'm 54 and at that age you know most men are declining oh yeah And it's, it's a change of lifestyle, but there's a sacrifice with that. But the overall gain, I always look at every sacrifice as a hinge, right? And when that door opens because of that sacrifice, the gain has to outweigh the sacrifice and nutrition and working out is, is so important. My favorite people in the gym are the I call them new shoes. They're the people who you know, you're looking at them going, oh, you just bought new shoes. Because <laughs> yeah. it's your first time in the gym. Right. But those are my favorite people because I know... I, those are the people I go up to a lot and just say, great freaking workout today. Yeah. yeah. And then I see them three months later and their workouts have completely changed. And then a year later, you look at them and you go, oh, yeah, bro, how are you doing that exercise? Mm. And it's amazing that now they they're pouring into the next new shoes and uh, you see lifestyle change. I've also seen new people come into the gym and then their kids are there and you're going, yeah, those are McDonald goers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And and the next thing you know, in a year from now, you see their kids and their kids are active and they're on the swim team or they're, and they're, they're different and they're positive and they're thinking. You know, it's, uh, That's why we're having you on. You are such a lion in our community when it comes to fitness, and uh, and it's not just that you're in great shape, but you take the time. I watch you at the gym, and you take the time in between your workout, and you're pouring into the new shoes and the people that have been there a long time. And you and me have been friends since you've been here in town, and it's uh, it's pretty cool seeing uh, seeing the growth, seeing the growth of uh, just the people that you touch. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny, when you're in the business, you know, I factor that into my workout time. If I, my workout time is, say, 40 minutes, which it pretty much is, I'm going to allocate an <laughs> hour, because I yeah. know 20 minutes of that is just going to be interacting with people. And that's really for and me. And if Clay's
1: at the gym, you need to allocate an hour and a half. hour and a half, I'm like, so oh, there's Clay. Hey, oh, stop it. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> but you know what?
2: And, you know, I, I've i listened to the podcast and, and, and seen, I mean, when I you talk about me pouring into others or sharing with others, um, right back at you because I'm like, I've never seen you not do that. You know, and it's every single day and I'm just like, man, because, you know, if I'm, I don't know, a five, you're a, a nine and I'm like I gotta be more
0: like Clint oh you know? <laughs> okay just so you guys know you can't see Jim but he's a freaking Greek god <laughs> at 52 <laughs> he, he's on the bench and what I use is my max he's warming up with so do not let anything and he talks to everyone but uh, I do love it though yeah, no it's, it's amazing so we're not gonna we're not gonna end now but I want you to talk to the whole world to the poorest of the poor to the richest of the rich yeah and, and it doesn't even have to be fitness-orientated. If Jim Gay could talk to the entire world right now, what would you tell him? Anybody
2: can do it, and everybody needs to do it. And it, I get so sad when I hear people that have talked themselves into the unhealthy lifestyle. It's okay. I'm just going to do this. Or, for example, my, my father-in-law, I'm sorry, I'm Mr. Tangent, but you know he's 75 years old. And his cognitive abilities are slipping, but he's doing nothing. He gets up late now and he just sits in the chair Mm. and he watches TV. He doesn't do any form of physical exercise at all. The food he's putting into his body. And I'm like, he's just oh God, I hope he doesn't listen to this. But (laughs) it's like he's kind of waiting. Yeah. He's just waiting. Mm -hmm. And he's accelerating towards the grave. So you know, you can you can be healthy at any age. You can eat food that you love. Um, the key is sustainability. Mm -hmm. Don't do something you can't do forever. Yeah. If you have a a diet, I use that word on Mm -hmm. purpose that says you can't eat carbs. Can you do that? Sure. But for how long? Mm -hmm. You can't do it forever. So don't do something you can't do forever.
1: Well, and also it's not good. It's not good for your body to not have carbs. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're going to shock
2: it into some results and you say, hey, look, this thing works and it'll sell some books for whoever's Mm going to write it. But it's, it's really scary. So I th- what I need to say to the world is look, just get started with something. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of going to a gym is, is great because the investment in home equipment, for example, it's super convenient. It's right there. It's in the house, right? But if you can get out of the house and get over the threshold mm-hmm. of that front door of that mm-hmm. facility, you're going to do something. I
0: just have to make it to the gym. That's that's, that's, that's right. what I tell people. Yeah. You're going to be good. All once I got to do then. is get there. That's that's right. it. Once I'm there, there ain't no way I'm not working out. Right. And I've been sick or I've been injured. I have old military injuries, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And if I don't work out, it they get worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've had times that all I did was go to the gym and I took 15 minutes to stretch out and then I got dressed and went to work, but I was there. Yeah. And the next time, you know, that I it made everything easier. But I'm gonna be honest, those days, those days that I probably, in pre-COVID times where I'm still sick and I still go to the gym and I stretch and I work out, my day's better.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. You know, I mean, I have every back condition you've ever heard of. I have stenosis and uh, curvature of the spine and spinal cord compression and herniated disc and bone spurs, I have all these. You should see the x-rays, it's really scary. And the reason why I'm not incapacitated is Mm -hmm. because I keep moving. That's right. I keep moving. I do all these goofy lower back things, and people laugh. My kids laugh at me when I do these things. I call them my old man exercises, (laughs) but I do them before every softball game. You know, I do them not every day. I'm at the gym. I do it on certain days. But my motivation there is fear. If I stop doing those things, that back pain is going to come back. Yeah. I still have those conditions. But I don't feel it now. I have sciatic pain down my left leg, but it's a—I'm uh, not even aware of it. Mm-hmm. But it's there. It's always going to be there. But it used to be distracting me all day, and now I'm like, oh, oh, that's right. I still have that. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, just love to be able to to talk to people and and just say, hey, what about this and what about that? And I, I love it more than anything. So um, yeah. Well, you if mentioned there's age I
1: too. Them. I mean, when I think this year I'm going to be fifty. So, um, Yay. I'm, yeah, well, I'm so excited, uh, <laughs> but my
0: but, wife doesn't age just so everybody knows, know, but weird. as you age, we made a deal with God and I said, I want my wife beautiful for my, for the rest of my life. And he says, okay, she's not going to age, but every year gonna, you're going to, you're going to age double. No. And, and when I was young, that was cool. I'm rethinking it. Oh, yeah, forget I'm, it. I'm with you. You're, forget
1: <laughs> it. Um, but when, when you think about getting older and, mm-hmm. and, starting to do something or continuing, you know, you were saying the older I get, I, you know, I've got these issues and I have to do things differently or, you know, there's 18 million apps out there and I've tried 17 million of them and they haven't been really effective but when I think about my age and I'm, you know, looking on Pinterest, okay, what do I need to do for thighs or what do I need to do for this or different exercises? There's literally a section on over 50, which I was very sad. Uh, but they're not much different. It's just, right. you know, fewer reps. But you know, when you think about that, you know, that age group, you know, why can't why can't we continue or start going to the gym or start our lifestyle at that point? You know, you're saying your father in is 75. It's like you know, what does that look like for someone that's older? Does it yeah. mean, oh, you need to just start less? Or, I mean, what's the process look like for us old people? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I one Instagram image that is going to be burning my brain forever was a, a split f- photo. Mm-hmm. The left side was a woman in a bikini with a number on the suit, like she was competing. Uh-huh. 65. Okay, and just looked amazing. The other woman... 65, in a wheelchair with a breathing tube, Wow. okay? And basically, when I look at that, that is a lifelong series of decisions, Mm -hmm. right? I work with a a number of guys where they look like they're eight months pregnant. Mm -hmm. One was a D1 swimmer. No better sport for overall fitness than swimming, right? And he was top, top, top. Well, how did he get to have this big gut? Well, it didn't happen overnight. You know, he's 56. It's little bit by little bit by little bit by little bit. Mm -hmm. Every single day, he's making a bad choice. Mm -hmm. Now, in his case, it's it's probably a six-pack of beer a night, something Mm -hmm. like that. That in and of Mm -hmm. itself, not a huge impact. But you do that for 30 years, yeah. now you have that. So, you know, the idea of doing it at any age, yes, there are certain things that I have to be more aware of now mm-hmm. because you, you could get away with it, right, mm-hmm. when you're younger. Yeah. You know, not warming up properly, right? I hate stretching. I absolutely hate it. I think it's a complete waste of time at a certain portion of my brain, mm-hmm. but I also realize the value of it. Mm-hmm. I have
0: to do it before I go. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you you, you got to
2: do it. I've, so, I've,
0: I'm 15 minutes before I even start my workout, so I don't hurt myself.
2: Well, if you see me skipping it, Clay, you got the right <laughs> to just like bug me about it. So there are things that we need to be cognizant of, mm-hmm. but there's so many. There's a Instagram group that's uh I think it's called Fit in 50s or something, mm-hmm. and it's just all these people showing their transformation mm-hmm. shots of here's me at 35, and they're Train wreck, and here's me at 50 something, right. and they look amazing. Yeah, you know, so this wasn't something that they were doing their whole lives, right? And that's so inspirational mm-hmm. for me because there's so many people that are out there, but it's so easy to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, I'm tired, I need the extra half hour of sleep, right? You know, um, I got too much going on today, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, and I
1: think also the diet industry, and even um, you know when you think about cosmetic surgery and all of that and it's almost easier you know that we're going oh we'll just go get cosmetic surgery for this or that mm-hmm. or and i know for <clears throat> for a lot of women that are my age menopause uh, hormone mm-hmm. deficiencies at this point and you're saying well i'm not going to have the same results now so i i know a lot of women that i've spoken with have said well i need to get that fixed first and then and i know for a fact that if you change the way that you eat that's going to contribute to, you know, your deficiencies in hormones and and all of the, the things, so to speak. Yeah. So it's it's not just a matter of hey, I'm going to go to the gym and get results. It's it's a package that you need to look at and yeah. what's going to work for you. Um, you know, 40 minutes for you because you go every day. Mm-hmm. Some people they're like, okay, I go three days a week. Well, maybe an hour. You know, sure. three days a week. So the the idea that just because you're 50 doesn't mean you're not going to get results. Right. You just have to be consistent.
2: You know, and I think um, there's really two sides to this. Mm -hmm. I've heard all kinds of things like 60% of it's in the kitchen and that type of thing. You know, I uh, have several people I know in my life that have just restricted calories Mm -hmm. to the point where they lost a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. And then again, they achieve that goal and they're like, yay me. And then they slowly, sometimes quickly Mm -hmm. get back into whatever it was that and they get back to their old weight because mm-hmm. they weren't, there was no real lifestyle change. There was no true long-term commitment and they weren't doing anything for exercising. Mm-hmm. Then you have people that are like, they exercise and thinking that earns them the right to just eat, eat garbage yeah. and eat too much of it and the wrong stuff every single day. That's still better than not doing it on mm-hmm. both sides of that mm-hmm. equation. Although I, the restrictive calories and doing it for two months, I, but Doing both of those things, that's where you're going to get it. I actually didn't truly address nutrition until I came to Albuquerque. So that was eight years ago. So I was in my mid-40s. And I I met with a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they did is they hand me a list of every food I've ever thought of. And they're like, circle the stuff that you like. And I didn't circle tofu. I didn't circle rice cakes. There was a whole bunch of stuff I didn't circle. And basically, they established a nutrition plan for me on all the foods that I like to eat. Hmm. And I'm like, wow. So I would say, you know, this is another buzzword, but I've been clean eating mm-hmm. for the last seven years, probably. Mm-hmm. And uh, now my body fat's at the lowest that it was. The muscle mass is up, body fat is down. Mm. It's really about body composition. Right. That's kind of a really fun buzzword because people talk about losing weight and or losing fat. And that that doesn't sound great. I want to... They want to lose fat, but it's if you say, let's shift the body composition, don't even throw the scale in the garbage. Mm-hmm. Because if you're 200 pounds, you could be 200 pounds and say, let's say you increase your, your fat or you increase your muscle by 10 pounds and decrease your fat by 10 pounds. Okay. You're still 200 pounds. You're 200 pounds, but <laughs> oh my gosh, is that a transformation? It looks different. Now all of a sudden your clothes fit differently. Everything is different. So if you're 400, there's weight loss that's going to happen. There's no way to turn 400 pounds into a good 400 pounds but so many people you could be 200 and be ugh, awful mm-hmm. or you can be 200 pounds and be like wow look at that right. person right and and just uh, anybody can do it and please just don't think that it takes 3 hours right. a day in the gym that it requires only eating salads right i mean taking Four. your protein there's one i will just leave you with one thing make yes. sure you get your protein in every day right and uh, there's just How much do you recommend
1: cuz i'm go- i'm losing my mind
2: 1 gram per body Per pound of body oh, weight. Okay. So right now, I, when you're, I'm two twenty five, two hundred twenty five pounds or two hundred twenty five grams of protein. It's not going to happen without a conscious
1: effort. Plan. I <laughs> thought I
2: was when I did the nutrition. Right, I'm like, oh, I'm all about protein. I have my shakes, and I'm all. And then I, when I met with them, we were we measured it out. I was about half. Mm. I'm like half
1: what You're like what How what do am I, I have to
2: eat How, right exactly so we made some changes <laughs> and so i'm doing at least 225 grams of protein How? each day <laughs> that's um, a lot <laughs> well i i have to do the shake but my snacks now incorporate protein okay right um this you know i love quest bars right yeah because they taste fantastic <laughs> mm-hmm. they have almost no sugar in them they have 20 grams of protein and to me, it's a super duper treat. Mm-hmm. I almost I almost enjoy that as much as a donut. But mm-hmm. what's what it's composed of is so much healthier, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> protein at night. Um, and then those meals, they have to, you can't have a salad without chicken right. or whatever or salmon or something. Mm-hmm. So you just have to plan it there. But if you get protein in it every meal, and then so I'll do, I, I eat the same thing every morning and it's uh, oatmeal and flaxseed and... And protein powder and, and crushed walnuts and all these. I love it. Mm-hmm. Unsweetened almond milk, no sugar. <laughs> and so I have protein there. Then I work out. Then I have more protein. Then I have mm-hmm. protein at lunch. I have protein between lunch and dinner. I have protein for dinner. I have protein in the evening. Mm-hmm. And then and then I get there. But really, um, it, for me, if I didn't do shakes, I don't think I could pull it off because I'd feel like I'm just eating
1: all mm-hmm. day every day. Right.
2: And uh, get a protein shake that you like and enjoy mm-hmm. and, and that it's a treat. You know, Back in the day when they oh. first made shakes, they were like, hey, we're oh. not going to try to make it taste good. It's just healthy, so just <laughs> choke it down. It's and like it's, Rocky
1: with the eight raw eggs.
2: Oh, yeah, like Syntha 6 at GNC. Their focus is let's make these things taste absolutely phenomenal mm-hmm. so people will say I can do this right. versus like, yeah, raw eggs. So that's a big one, protein. That's, that's going to do it. Your muscle's made of protein. If you don't give it, it's like building a house. You need the wood. That's right. You know, And try doing it without it. You can't. Your body doesn't just manufacture protein. It needs the,
0: the right resources. Mm. So that's a biggie. That's and we, a biggie. we've we implemented in our vegetables, and they want, want you to do rainbows. So the more color of mm-hmm. vegetables you can yeah. do, the better. Yep. Yeah. Feeds different things. Uh, we do a little bit of supplementation, and we're careful with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it may it's made a lifestyle difference, yeah. a life change.
1: Well, and I think too, um, and this is you know just opinion. I don't know scientifically if it's it's true, but even hormone replacement, mm-hmm. you know, just to especially for men and women, you know, where our bodies are changing, we don't we just naturally lose it. Yeah, we don't have those, you know, testosterone and and we. Women lose testosterone also, which I didn't yeah. know till I started getting older. I was like, yeah. "What?" <laughs> well,
2: you know, that's where the science is really coming a long way. So, you can impact your testosterone. Number one thing to increase testosterone is exercise. Mm-hmm. That's the first and biggest thing that'll do that. So, everybody's graph fades right, peaks right. in the teens, right, and a very depressing, Starts declining. Yeah, like it just keeps going down, 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 down you can mitigate that through exercise Mm -hmm. and proper nutrition right for sure Mm -hmm. you're going to slow the decline Mm -hmm. the interesting thing is now and it's totally been demonized the whole hormone replacement thing because in the 70s and the 80s with all the bodybuilders you know they were taking such a ridiculous amount of synthetic Mm -hmm. testosterone that they were doing all kinds of horrible things to their bodies. It's bad for their heart, the liver, the kidneys. These bodybuilders are dying in their 40s. It's just, you know, take a look at Ronnie Coleman, and mm-hmm. there's a documentary on Netflix. It's just a – it's it's sad, mm-hmm. really. However, if you're supposed to be – let's say uh, Optimum, we'll just make up a number, say it's 200 parts per whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to go down and down and down. and down. Well, what if you could hold it at 200? Mm-hmm. Now, the bodybuilders take it to 3,000. Right. I mean, it's literally <clears> – <throat> 10 times what is even considered safe. Well, what if you did that? What's the impact of that? Mm -hmm. And so now that they're spending more time on it, people are becoming more educated. They realize that, okay, my body doesn't make this anymore. Let me help it out. Right. It's it's just revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And again, would I start out with that with somebody I'm just talking to for the right, first day? No. Supplementation yeah. is huge, right? I mean fish oils and vitamin D and things right. that we're not gonna get enough of in mm-hmm. our normal diet. Let's talk about that. Yeah. But it's not day one stuff. Right. You know, we'll talk about the basic of basics, and as they progress, depending on what their goals are, depending where they want to end up, depending on how committed they are to it we'll get into supplementation. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about the different things and it has to be done properly. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're right. talking about hormone replacement, that has to be done with a physician. There needs mm-hmm. to be blood tests done. Right. This isn't just blind. I'm going to quote unquote, take testosterone. Right. It has to be combined with, well, what are your levels? Mm-hmm. They must That's be right. low. I'm tired. Well, yeah. Well, you're not yeah. exercising and you're, you're eating you, trash. Yeah, <laughs> you, you had six donuts because the hot now light was on a Krispy Kreme. Right. So been there <laughs> But, yeah, so that's how – that's why I know I haven't really arrived Mm -hmm. because I'm only really now starting to learn how to optimize. Mm -hmm. That's probably – that's my favorite word right now, optimize, Mm -hmm. optimize life. And you could talk about that spiritual side, you know, mental side, whatever. But the optimization, how can I do it safely? Mm -hmm. And how can I have the best possible quality of life for Mm -hmm. as long as possible? Right. Boy, that's like, that's, that's almost it right there. Right? Yeah, that is, like right is the right? best life possible. And I think
1: that should be the name of the podcast. <laughs> the yes.
2: quality of life. Yeah. Yes. Op- best optimize, life. Yes. optimize. You know, I mean, I still uh, like to tease my boys when I hit more home runs with th- than them in softball. Right. You know? <laughs> you know, they're younger, faster, bigger, stronger, and all of that. But. I want to be able to, I want to be, I, I'm playing softball with my sons. I never thought I'd ever be able right. to do that because I'm like, well, by the time they're old enough, mm-hmm. I'll be 50. I'll right. be like a total <laughs> Ancient. waste, you know? <laughs> and and now I can still do that. And now I'll even play senior ball, which starts at 50.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <clears throat> I feel like Superman mm-hmm. because these these guys are, are athletes in the sense that they know how to put the bat where the ball is. Right. But you can tell they've not made good decisions through mm-hmm. the whole life and they're, they're like they want to check my ID. I'm like, well, look at this gray hair <laughs> I okay. and I like have all this this gray hair. But, um, but other than that, you know it, the, the body is, I mean, I don't know, my I'm better than when I was playing uh, college sports. What yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I, absolutely. And, and don't be afraid of those things. and, and again, when the biohacking is a word that, that's coming up a lot. If you're taking testosterone or whatever and you're not exercising, what are you doing? Right. That doesn't make any sense. Right. By the way, just taking in protein by itself, it's, that's just calories right. if you're not going to use it. Right. You know, now you're going to drink protein shakes to get fat because mm, you're not, good point. you know, here's more wood to build your house and it just sits there in a pile and you're not You got a big anything, wood pile
1: in right? your midsection. <laughs> there you go. That's
2: awesome. I love that.
1: <laughs> That's, true. That's true. Friday. We're playing volleyball with our kids Friday night. Y- y-
0: yes, I found out last night. Someone yeah. mentioned it. And it wasn't my wife. Yeah, and you'll probably um, feel that on Saturday because it might be an
2: exercise you don't do very often. But the thing is, you we do awesome. love it. We have you so can much do fun. It though. It's a little yeah. league.
1: We have a great time. That's it's awesome. on a sand court. We we have a blast. Oh wow! Super huh. cool.
0: Hey, what a pleasure! Jim. Oh, my pleasure. Um, you know, and what I really want to tell our listeners is, is that, let, yeah, let's let's optimize our lives. Yeah, absolutely. what a what a great statement on yeah, that. Yeah. And it does; it all intertwines mm-hmm. into everything that we do. And we want everyone to feel better, look better, yeah, um, yeah.
1: and look at life better.
0: Look at life better. Yeah, for sure, it
1: shouldn't. You know, you shouldn't feel like you don't have enough time to do this. You shouldn't feel, and not just the gym, but all of it.
0: Right. Hey, Jim, how do they get a hold of you? Um, probably the best
2: thing I would say would be, um, Jim Gay 54. That's my college football number. It'll be my age soon, but it's <laughs> not there yet. Jim Gay 54 gmail.com and just whatever, any questions, any, anything, um, just a little bit about where I'm going to be heading is I'm going to be doing my own podcast. I mean, I wrote down 50 topics that I wanted to talk about and I just realized I have ammo. I mean, Think of how many of these things we could have gone That's with right. in, in many directions. And really, ultimately, my goal is to just help people. Mm. And then eventually, when I'm done wearing the tie and doing the administrative things, I just want to f- do probably part-time, right? Mm-hmm. But part-time helping people who want to be helped, are coachable, are, really want to make a change, mm-hmm. ultimately. And just say, "Tell me how." Mm. Oh, those are the best, right? So right. I'm obviously creating like this <laughs> ultimate scenario for myself. But you know, people that, that, that don't know what to do, but but want to achieve a certain result, and I can help them. So I'm going to be doing a podcast, executive fitness transformation. I picked that particular group just because I understand the challenges of time constraints mm-hmm. because you have family. I mean, uh, the Shroffs here have like 10 or something. It's <laughs> absolutely crazy. I thought I was four was was a lot. So, you know, but, you know, does that mean you're not going to exercise? I mean, no. I mean, you're making that commitment. It's turning into a culture for your family. They're out there playing basketball mm-hmm. this morning when I arrived. So, you know, uh, Executive Fitness Transformation is going to be a podcast. I'm, I'm going to be working with people one-on-one. Uh, right now, super, super busy still with the career. But any if I can just help them a little bit and pointing mm-hmm. them in the right direction, even if I can't necessarily work with them directly myself right now, and who knows, maybe I can. Um, if I can be some type of information source or inspiration or just something to mm-hmm. help them, that, I would love to be able to yeah. do that until I hang up the cleats and then just help people. And that's all, that's really all I want to do. And I could do that forever. And then when I'm 60, I'll help people in that age <laughs> range. age. But I can also, you know, if you got somebody say, hey, I want to get my son a D1 scholarship for football, I can help you with that.
0: Mm.
2: You know, um, that's a whole different thing. But I've been there, done that as a player, been there, done that, helping my sons get there too. So,
0: so that was jimgay54 right, at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yep. And then we will have Jim back on when his podcast launches. Yes. And uh, let you guys know. Uh, Only
2: if you agree to come on my podcast, clients. Yeah, so.
0: I don't know what I can contribute. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find, I'll you got find all something. these pro athletes and college guys and well, I'm just the old guy in the gym.
2: Yeah, with ten kids. Maybe we'll talk about that. How, how awesome. Do you, how do you do that? How do you make a commitment to health when you have much as much going on here? I mean, I thought you guys were having a field trip in here this morning. I'm like, what are all these people? <laughs> all
0: these little people.
2: So. Yeah, <laughs> We got him tied
0: up in the bathroom right now. And that's why you guys so don't hear so quiet in here. That's impossible. Right, right. So that's funny. What a pleasure. Yes. Thank you very much. And I look forward to doing this again. Yeah. Yes. For yes. Sure. Thank you. Thank right. you for coming. Absolutely. Learned I will, a lot. And we'll see you guys at the gym. Yes.
1: For sure.
0: I truly hope you enjoyed today's guest and you found inspiration, guidance, and you want to share it. Put it on Instagram, Facebook. Tell people about us. It would mean a lot to us. You can also give us your feedback at voiceofalion.com. And if you want to help us financially, you want to get involved with our nonprofit and what we do for the communities, not only here in New Mexico, but around the world, you can go to aspenproject.org, and there's tons of ways to donate and find out more of what we are doing. Thanks again for being a Voice of a Lion listener, and tell everyone.